0: you're listening to the dog intuitive i'm amanda a pet medium and intuitive dog trainer whose goal is to give your dog a voice if you have ever felt confused or conflicted on information about the dog training industry you are in the right place as someone who lives with five dogs i know that your dog is an individual who wants to build a relationship with you here i'll break down dog behavior training methods and puppy raising all through the eyes of a dog because i believe once we understand where our dogs are coming from we can help them achieve our goals. And because I live a lot of my life by the moon, astrology and cards, that's going to be sprinkled in here too. I love my family, dogs, Disney, and housewives, but not always in that order. So put on your headphones, because earbuds are bad for your brain, and prepare to be entertained. Trust me, your dog will thank you. Welcome to the very first episode of the Dog Intuitive Podcast. I'm going to start from kind of the beginning of where like my love of dogs has started. And I think like everybody listening is a dog lover on definitely some level. So I'm sure a lot of you will be able to relate. As a kid, it's like my bedroom was constantly decorated in dog stuff. Anything like dog comforter, dog... um, Remember in the 90s when we would have the... Strip of wallpaper cutting our rooms in half. Yep, a variety of Labrador puppies was the theme of that wallpaper for me. Um, I had my favorite breeds, of course, like Doberman. That was one that I always wanted. Maybe one day it'll happen. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was like dog crazy. People would be like, What do you want for your birthday? Anything dog. I didn't care. I had any dog toy I could get my hands on. Um, I loved it. Toys like Lillis Pet Shop, Puppy in My Pocket, they all had names. I knew all the names. I collected glass dogs from the Hallmark store. Every time we went to Grand Prairie, I would pick one up and have to like soak its little feet in water because it would be on like that piece of paper. And then I'd go on my shelf and I would play with them and they'd break and <laughs> my mom or dad would have to crazy glue their legs and um, just such a dog nerd to my core. So yeah, we had dogs growing up, for sure. We had uh, two farm dogs, and what I mean by that is they were outside all the time. Uh, When it was like super cold out, we would convince my parents to let them into the porch, and, and that was that was dogs. They stayed outside. They protected the place. We would go out and play with them and whatever. It wasn't until grade eight when we walked into a pet store. Don't come at me. It was the 90s. And uh, this is before we were super educated about puppy mills. Okay. (laughs) This was like, oh my God, there's dogs here. Like it was just like such a weird convenience. And there was a beagle puppy I actually don't remember if there was more than one. Yeah, I don't know. I fall in love with this beagle puppy in the store. There was other dogs there. I'm sure of it. But for whatever reason, I, it was him. So I'm begging my mom to bring this dog home. And I mean, I wanted dog, my own dog, for quite some time. Like I would, um, like to the point where I would phone people. And in the classifieds, and I remember talking, <laughs> talking to somebody about an ex police dog, um, that was in the paper that they were, and I'm like, I don't know, um, how old would I have been? Like grade seven or something? Like phoning these people to just trying. <laughs> My parents like I didn't even like run this by my parents. I just seen an ad and thought I should phone somebody and talk about their dog. um I was talking to people about retired greyhound racing dogs um <laughs> it's just insane like and so i've I've been on the hunt for a while of finding um a dog, and so it's super yeah. I was thinking oh that kind of came out of nowhere but no it really didn't like I was taping Doberman pictures on the inside of cupboards so that as my parents would open up the cupboard there'd be a picture of a Doberman I thought if I saved up enough money I could buy one of these retired greyhounds my parents are like absolutely not what are you doing (laughs) so so anyways when it comes to getting this beagle I was like really pitching to mom about like come on like dad can take him hunting and and blah, 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 and everything I could think of to get this dog. And so they, they decide to get Sounder for me. And that really started my love for working with dogs. And I managed to teach Sounder an insane amount of tricks, um, just for like entertainment value, like family barbecue, like, here's, you know, dorky 14 year old Amanda being like want to see my dog's tricks and go through the whole routine while my parents friends are like oh wow that's great and aunts and uncles are like again wow and <laughs> so so Sounder I learned a lot with Sounder um how to train a dog how not to train a dog and and lot of mistakes but a lot of wins and even with all the training he was still awful like he would run away you take him off a leash he was a beagle so he would just follow his nose like it was (laughs) he was a little bastard for sure stealing food like he would take stuff off the table and counters if he could reach them he was super creative in getting all the things and so it's like all the training all the tricks all the obedience and it didn't matter he behaviorally was still a wiener and so then whatever he aged and matured and so did I and as I turned into a young adult and met my now husband and when it came time to move in with him Jordy is allergic to dogs and so then I didn't take sounder left him at the farm with mom and dad and their dogs they had at the time and so so then it was like I'm in boyfriend mode and we get a dog together a Siberian Husky never again and uh (laughs) (laughs) All you Siberian Husky owners out there, you are cut from a different cloth to... Uh, repeat that breed. Sometimes we get one, and we're like, "Oh wow, that was that was different." Um, beautiful dogs, but super independent and active. So, anyways, we got married, did the whole thing, had our first baby in 2013, and then we moved into the place that we're currently at. Had our second in 2016, and we have dogs and kids and life and all the things and it actually wasn't until end of 2018 when I got a book uh, Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. I bought it just after Christmas and I started reading it or maybe before Christmas, I don't remember. And so I'm I'm reading this book and it was a little bit far-fetched for me. There were some things I wasn't totally like on board with or understanding like past lives. And um, that was all really new to me. I'd always been a spiritual person to a degree. Like I remember going to psychic fairs with my mom as a teenager and I didn't have a lot of faith in much, but it was like, I felt like there was something out there doing the things. So then this book was really opening up my eyes on how to kind of find my soul's purpose. And so I read it, and it was super interesting, really shifted a lot of things for me personally, and started having kind of more of a faith-based approach to my life. And what came along with that was I seemed to get a lot braver in what I wanted with the rest of my life because now our youngest being just 3. And so anybody with toddlers knows that 3 is getting easier than the newborn to 3 stage. So yeah, it was like preschool starting, I'm going to have more time in my hands, we were done having kids and I'm kind of like what what am I supposed to be doing what do I want to be doing and dogs and art and um, kind of this spiritual newness were all things that really interested me and like astrology like if I reflected on my life as a kid um, dogs art and the stars had always been something that was constant. other interests came and went, but those had always been something that was very prevalent is that the word in my in my life and I kind of had lost touch with all of that like especially my art. So then we're 2019 and I remember talking on the phone to one of my friends and I was encouraging her to run like riding clinics at her place and all that sort of stuff and I'm staring out at our property and I'm like, why don't I do this? For dogs. And so then that January ish of 2019 is when I got my first idea that I should be working with people and their dogs. I talked to my card reader, obviously, and she also gave me a boost of confidence in what I should be doing with my life and what the cards had said and the tea leaves or whatever modality she was using at the time, her spiritual connection. And she's like, You need to just be working with dogs. And and i was like yes i do and so then i actually then 2019 i thought i'll just put on facebook i'll just make a facebook page think of some name some company name and i was a groomer in the past and so i already had arfs as something and so i was like i'll just do arfs dog resources I made a facebook page because you'd be on facebook maybe looking for a dog trainer looking for a dog trainer and so then this is how this kind of slowly started to build, was I had my rates on there, it was in-your-home dog training, that sort of stuff. Because of my constant life story with dogs, it was an interesting, like, I was always that friend that would get called or person when people were having dog troubles in amongst the family or friends of family, that sort of stuff. Then it started start trickling into like co-workers or friends, co-workers, I should say. Uh, so strangers, like people I had no idea who they were, but there was a connection to me in another way. And so I started getting this, putting myself out there in the facebook world anyways of having just a point of contact for somebody who needed a dog trainer and so i learned a lot that first year of what kind of customer i want what how to work with dogs even more so and so then 2020 i started that year with a mentorship program to actually make my business a business learned so much in that program the ideal customer marketing everything was a great program then Three months into that the whole pandemic rolls around and throws a wrench into our groups mentoring plans business plans all that but if anything taught us all how to pivot and do our stuff digitally if possible through zoom all that sort of stuff and so as we were all navigating that that's when i actually did my first card poll in secret. I don't even know if that's like technically allowed in the spiritual community. But I was meeting with uh, through zoom clients that I'd already worked with in 2019. And they had an incident in 2020. And so we did a zoom call over it. And prior to the zoom call, I pulled a card. And the card was like a, a king card. And I was like, Oh, yeah, classic. And so then we have this call. It was great. I pulled a card after it. It was night. And so I was like, oh, that's super interesting. And the card actually was quite tied to the dog's name, both of them. So it was just this kind of really interesting coincidence, as many like to consider it to be. It was like, huh, that was weird. And so this is kind of how this all started to build for me, was all these little moments of developing my spirituality noticing these little things and paying attention to them. So that was my first like card poll on a dog, but I didn't tell anybody about it. I'm sure I have talked about it since, but um in that moment I was just like I'm just going to see if this checks out. So then I c- was consuming like all the things I could, like Reiki, different energy healing types, um tarot cards, oracle cards, different eastern spirituality, meditating, all the things, and just trying to figure out what kind of fit. And so in 2021, I was doing more in-home training, classes out at my place, and agility training, but I was really wanting to get into the cards. And I was super scared, because there's loads of judgment when it comes to the metaphysical world. And so I was worried that if this person who is a well liked dog trainer, if she were to then come out as a spiritual person who wants to be pulling oracle cards for the dogs, what what is that going to look like? And is it going to be damaging to my business? This was scary to me to take this leap because of judgment. I didn't want judgment from anybody and I just wanted to be accepted for what it was and that people can Can look like me and have families like me and be quote-unquote normal you can still be into getting a card reading from your dog or for your dog sorry um and so that's where this kind of it was brewing I was figuring out what I wanted and how I wanted to do this but I was being a total chicken shit and still just kind of dipping a toe in chatting about it with clients and we Bought a studio at the end of 2020. Uh, people would ask, like, what's that for? And I'm like, mm, I don't know, like, maybe maybe group meditation or yoga or just witchy stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't have an answer. And so in 21, I had a phone call with a respected person in my field, uh, Steve with Pack Leader Dogs. And i had been chatting with him. Uh, I think it was probably my second or third call with him in as many years maybe my second call I just wanted to give him like an update of like what I wanted to be doing in 2022 I, I went to him more as like a business mentor in the dog industry because he is a very successful dog behavior psychology business and our values really align with what we want for everybody's dogs and so we were chatting about it and he was He gave me this one line. It was something like, what do you want to be doing? And I was like, uh, card readings for dogs. And he's like, then do it. Don't waste it. And it had planted this seed. (laughs) <laughs> in my head and I was like yeah don't waste it I have such a gift I need to actually start doing something with this doesn't mean that I'm not doing dog training but I can do both I don't have to pick and I always thought I'd have to pick so then I'd say at the very end of 21 or maybe just the beginning of 22 I reached out to a few clients that I felt like would be a safe option to pitch card readings to because again I didn't even know how this would go I had that one example of the Zoom meeting in 2020. I had somebody come out because she was having problems with her dog and can we just try it? You can just pay what you want. And so she came out. I did something very different than what I do now, but I was focusing a lot on chakras and uh, meditating with them. And it was just a one card pull and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't even know at beginning of 2022 what the heck I was doing, but I just wanted to start trying it. I needed to figure out what my method would be. I had to put the books away and I had to just start listening to myself and figuring out what is going to be my method. What's going to be my cleansing um, routine? What is my altar going to look like? What is my space going to feel like? and, And work it from an intuitive standpoint and not a, oh, because I bought this one book and that's what this told me to do. Like, There comes a time in everybody's, I think, in everybody's spiritual building that they just start wanting to do stuff their way. They have enough information and then... It just becomes a feeling at that point and so I reached out to I don't know half a dozen clients or something and how did I know these people were safe well because I'd been in everybody's homes and <laughs> sometimes decor is a giveaway of what they are open to mostly though it is energy and conversations of when I'm talking with them about energy body language of their dogs and, and all that sort of stuff they're not fighting me on wanting a more mechanical or physical or literal sense of training it's Like, let's just get into a feeling and get your dog working with you and all that sort of stuff. I reached out. They were all really welcoming to it. I found pet card reading questions online, used those as my guide, pulled cards, submitted readings, and the feedback was amazing. And so then I was now like, yikes, how do I come out of the spiritual closet on social media and possibly ruin my... (laughs) my brand and my business and everything because of how it'll be perceived. And so I took the risk about mid-January, did it anyways. I was offering what was considered what I called uh, energy insight readings. And it's very different now, but it was a start. Didn't book any. And then it was just kind of evolved into just like these I mean, I wasn't advertising it uh, appropriately, I would say. And I didn't want, I still wanted to be like the dog trainer. And so a lot of my content was still very much dog training with the odd like metaphysical thing wiggled in there. And so eventually it was just like a little bit here and there. And then I'd say after the summer of 22, I was like, or maybe during the summer, I said to my social media manager, Pam, love you, Pam. We've since parted ways, but we are... BFFs till the end I said to Pam I want to start promoting this more like I'm feeling more of a pull into this sort of intuitive space and I think we were coming into September which is um, Virgo season which is quite normal and so I was like let's let's start doing this so then we were putting more metaphysical out than dog training and I booked a lot of Of readings, which was, and it was amazing. These meditations that I go into with clients' dogs is so great. Um, The card readings are amazing. So then, near the end of 22, I rebranded as because I wanted to be able to get a new website to incorporate more of the metaphysical because my website was still only dog training and I had made a card reading page, but it was very separate and different and wasn't on brand. And so then I reached out to a web designer bethany works and she helped me with a rebrand and a website and we were still working with arf's dog resources it was uh she was trying like arf's intuitive dog training we were trying different things and i just i made the decision on a whim i'm like because she was using dog and intuitive and i'm like why don't we just use the dog intuitive she was like oh maybe sleep on it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm impulsive. I'm not going to regret this. Like, let's just do the dog intuitive. So then we went for it. It really then pivoted our direction of what we were kind of thinking of. And then it really helped build the brand and the website and everything. Hired Haley Slade as my copywriter. So she did a phenomenal job of uh, the copywriting because I was like, I don't know how to explain what I'm doing. Like I can do it, but I don't I don't know how to put into words how it feels for people. And so she did a great job of doing that for me. And so then rebrand happened, everything launched like end of 22. And so then now this past, I don't know, six months or so, I've been slowly trying to build this name up as the dog intuitive in the community and elsewhere and get out these card readings and still be the, the local dog trainer. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, I actually changed one of my packages to have a bundle where it includes the card reading before the training session because the card readings are so jam-packed of info of getting your dog's opinion on where they're at with certain things. And so we just have to ask the right questions and get their opinion on it and then we can build what the heck to do with that information, right? And so I've started this podcast because I've learned that Instagram, Facebook, although they are great for community building, it's amazing for that, but it's so limiting on what I can share with all that I know in regards to dog behavior and dog psychology. And a lot of trainers who are classically trained, and what I mean by that is like, they have all the certification for either it's purely positive or it's the balanced or whatever, I don't care, but there's more to it. And So the purpose of this podcast is to help you guys see the world from the dog's point of view, because obedience training and all of that was invented by humans. Dogs don't do that to each other, and so... In the podcast, we're gonna be chatting about like why why recall is so hard and you know, how can how can we show up for our dogs and how we can connect with them so that they want to work with us and it's not about pitting them to the ground and it's not about throwing treats at them all the time, and we have to really start to acknowledge the dogs as individuals and it is a relationship and how do we get that relationship? And so that's that's the point of this dog intuitive podcast. So I hope that you guys Enjoy the episodes. This is something that I'm super passionate about. I just really love that I now have a platform that I can explain the whole thing and not just condense everything down for people to take a quick snippet from and then it's gone. I hope you enjoy (laughs) your stay here at the Dog Intuitive Podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Before you go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you want even more content, you can find me on Instagram at the dog intuitive. If you have a dog loving friend, send them here to the dog intuitive podcast and help spread the wisdom laced with tomfoolery. So take a moment to give your favorite pop a collar scratch. And remember, they're all good dogs.